everybody, and welcome to the RUScreening.com podcast. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I and, thought you were going to say... And my voice. And, yeah, and now you made my voice <laughs> yeah. get all bad. I thought you were actually going to introduce yourself like Wolfman Jack. That would have been... Uh, yeah, that would have been I don't even great. know if anybody knows who Wolfman Jack is Seriously, anymore. no. Wow. I, feel I, old I barely do. I barely do. <laughs> I mean, I only... Come on. It's not like I heard of him since I was well, I mean, he was 10, around when so. we were little kids, but if not for the fact that he was on Happy Days, I wouldn't know who he was right. either. But right. Anyway, um okay. this week it's The Huntsman Winter's War. Yeah. And uh actually I'll I'll talk about The Jungle Book uh a little bit cuz uh you did not I didn't see it yet. Catch that one. No. And um you know this week is Prince Week. Yeah. So that Man, that man, what a bummer. That is man, a, what it, the whole the whole year so far is kind of a bummer on on people dying and it hasn't gotten very far. I yet. don't usually like these things that go around real quick. Like there's, it's not because uh, it, we're not in Raspberry Berets today, but I don't know how much you liked Prince. I really, uh, my feeling on Prince is the guy had numerous incarnations of himself. Right, and and I know a lot of people when you know, when David Bowie died or when, you know, when Prince died, people are like, ah, I'm not a big fan. So it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, I, I kind of get it sometimes, but there was a version of Prince that you probably liked, you know, there, <laughs> there were three that at least that I liked, you know, right. over the course of different things, but it was just so weird and random and out of the blue. And, and part of that was a little bit like kind of, I mean, depressing is maybe more, you know, emphatic a word, but it was, I was bummed. I was like, man, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he was sick. It, it was, was just different. weird that it was so sudden out of like, the blue. Out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's a guy I genuinely legitimately, like sometimes I'd look at him and I'm like, I see like an 85 year old Prince ahead. Like he's right. not going anywhere and right. he's going to be making great music, even if I don't like it. And know. he might not be singing it. Right. Because he wrote right. a lot he of songs lot. for other people. But it was but just so weird. And I texted still, you yeah. and I'm like, I, I still had like you had, think it's a fake internet thing. Well, it's at like first. you just have to snowboarding, right? You know, right. and I'm like, I don't know about this yet. So of course, you always hit Google, and you're just like, Prince, see see <laughs> who's going to say comes up, right? And and the first the first link is like TMZ is reporting Prince is dead, and I'm like, I remember a time when I'd be like, well, TMZ, but lately I'm like, oh no, right? TMZ right. scoop on a lot of stuff, so right. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, it's and it was a weird thing. And you know, Prince for me actually, since you mentioned uh, his incarnations, early on, I kind of didn't like him because, you know, I'm of the, my own particular craziness where, right. you know, like if uh, we were just talking about the other day, like if people are on a show too long, I will hold that against them, right? As an actor, overstate or, or, their or yeah. whatever. Or whatever, right? Like if uh, people are making bad movies, mm-hmm. at some point, uh, I don't like them anymore. Right? You know, right. I, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, like I will find, I will know stuff about the people, the actors. Yeah. And at some point, I draw, I just draw the line, and I don't like you anymore, and so I don't want to watch <laughs> it's your a hard movies. line to get past and back over. And there was a time when I did not like Prince that much, just yeah. because. Uh, I didn't like him. And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily that he did evil things or he was a right. horrible person or whatever. I just didn't like him. Yeah. And but then, you know, you wait a little while and right. he's a different him. And yeah. then he was like a whole different person and it was very different music right. and you know whatever. I don't know. But 
but whether you like him or not, I, I mean, I never really loved his music, but you, I guess if you're old enough, if you're young enough, you could just have not really heard any of his music if, yeah, <laughs> at some point, weird. right? But if you're old enough, there has to be a song of his that yeah, you like. Yeah, I don't care. Because there has to there. be yeah. some song because – you know, he made every kind of song. He covered and, all the bases, yeah. And uh, even if it's not his song, you like some song he wrote. The, the, the version, his, it's interesting, you know, when people don't know a musician and sometimes you see, like, them covering something, you're like, hey, that was that was cool. I still think one of the best primers of all time is the Super Bowl where he performed. And yeah. He, he did yeah. his own stuff. He did, like, the Foo Fighters. Like, he's just he's just hitting all these bases. And I'm like, come on, like, this, <laughs> right. is, this is good. And this sounds good. You know, it's, it's weird. The, it's funny. Like no one pays attention until you're dead. It's kind of sad. Yeah. But as soon as he died, then all of a sudden everyone is, you know, showing all these YouTube videos and, mm-hmm. and showing all this stuff that he did before. And, and it's like, well, you know, you could have showed me this right last week or yeah. whatever. But anyway, there's, there's this one where he's, uh, doing a sound check oh, i haven't seen this yet yeah there's, there's been a lot there's I've this one many. it's weird and it's from a long time ago and he's doing a sound check and he's just playing the piano yeah and he's just like making shit up right and screwing around yeah. playing the piano and you're like oh i'll have to and no this. one got to hear that yeah I wanna, like I you go to this. you go to see him in concert yeah. and you little do you Whoa. know that yeah and it's just weird because he's just sitting there you know, half paying attention, screwing right, around, playing the piano, yeah, and it's like, like wow. yeah, he's like, I like this. Yeah, it was. It's it's strange. strange. He had such an interesting relationship with media, new media. Like he was, if I remember right, he was one of the first musicians to ever offer stuff to be downloaded, and then that flip, like he totalitarianly like went after anybody. Right. You know, if if Purple Rain was in the background of my video of me driving to the movies, and right. it was gone. It was yanked. And now suddenly there's just videos everywhere. And I'm like, oh, this is what the world would be like if Prince was dead. Like, there's, he's everywhere, right. you know, and it's kind of weird. But anyway, that's weird. Um, so weird. Um, other news. And <clears throat> and even if you don't like him, he just, you know, you such a huge stuff. influence yeah. on everything. Yeah. So. Anyway, so uh, sad news there. Um, the other news, uh, you know, this was a week and we say this. I guess fairly frequently, but yeah. this is a week that's just been taken over by stuff. Uh, yeah. Obviously is taken over by Prince, but right. Uh, you know, then there's like a couple others that, you know, like the new doctor who companion is out now. No one can stop yeah. talking about that. Plus you've got, uh, you know, tonight game of Thrones comes right. back. So no one can stop talking about game of Thrones or yeah. putting up clips or I don't know. That was the funniest speculating on just the, the world. Place, uh, you know, tangential kind of thing. When somebody made that Facebook post or tweet that George R. R. Martin is writing 2016 already because everyone you love is dying. Like I thought that was kind of funny. Right. Normally I don't like that stuff, but before before all the print stuff happened, I thought you know the castle shakeup was the big news of the week. Right. And know, it strangely. and it was and it was like the beginning of the week. Yeah. And just how it was going to play out. And like, uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. What I think is funny is uh, I used I used to like that show. At the beginning, I I really liked that show, and then it, I just felt like uh, the writing kind of got not even like that it was bad, but just that it felt like a bunch of people who were getting paid to write something, mm-hmm. and they went, "Well, then I'll write something," right. <laughs> and, right. and and it just I didn't think it was just awesome anymore. Yeah, 
but man, that's the weirdest news too. Yeah. Uh, that all you're going to try some way to have right. another season, even though you're getting rid of basically the, of the main, right. Th- the main person, you right. still have castle. So yeah. the name still works. I wasn't sure, but you know, it's just bizarre that, that then you keep going and, mm-hmm. and, What's even weirder is it just screams to me so much of being ABC. And, yeah. and like if it was another network, they would just let it go, I guess, or yeah. whatever. But it, it, it's such a weird thing to look at that happening as a part of, you know, the television yeah. industry as that a whole. Landscape. The big networks right. are so quick to cancel everything. But man, once something is on for two or three years, then it's yeah. like they will just, they have to right. they'll hang put the on. on. Yeah, they'll keep the, the you yeah, know. Yeah, they just, and, and ABC for me is like the worst of them. Right. They'll keep uh, the paddles right next to the bedside. Just, just it, to if for no other reason than just that Grey's Anatomy is on right. still, long. which yeah. is, uh, and you know, what's really weird is like the first few episodes, I like that show too. Of Grey's, yeah. And then obviously, as everyone knows, it just right. became the weirdest soap opera ever. But man, that show is still on. But ABC like just does not want to let anything die. And CBS is pretty, pretty bad at it too, because, uh, you know, if you, if it's something gets halfway decent ratings, right. They'll clone it. And we, and we can uh, crank it out again, Mm -hmm. even though (laughs) we can't possibly really believe in it anymore. Right. But the numbers, <laughs> yeah, the true. numbers that we will still get will be good enough, good enough that. Right. What am I going to do? Try something else. All you have to do is win the boardroom, you know, meeting. Right. That's all. You just point to the numbers. And and then uh, the flip side of that is all the cable networks mm-hmm. that you know are renewing stuff before it airs. Yeah. And I think pretty much across the board, every cable network has been really solid at least the last four or five years on letting something have. At Come. least a bit yeah, of a chance. A yeah. The only shows, you know, that get canceled after like a couple of episodes, right. which happens all the time on the big networks, right. is if just really no one showed up yeah. at all, yeah. right? I'm, but it's it's very rare yeah. that something gets canceled that quick, that right? That yeah. They give it at least, you know, like seven to ten episodes. Right. And even then they go, well, maybe we have right. to cancel this. Or, you know, 20, whatever. Yeah. And and, and then maybe they'll cancel it. But at the same time, they will like let shows go. Yeah. They go, look, we're done right. with this. Like, yeah. And, you know, one of the big ones uh, for me that it just because it happens to stand out in my head is Boardwalk Empire. Because it was only like four seasons, I think, or something like yeah. that. And um, it was still getting the same ratings right. that it always, a, that it always, it always had. Right. And But they were like, yeah, but see, the show's done. Right. So we're going to update the story's told. So. <laughs> and we're going to move on. And if that, you know, had been on ABC or CBS or whatever, oh, yeah. right. th- we'd still be watching it. It'd right. be like season nine. Right. And uh, there'd be nobody left on the show except Steve Buscemi, who right. was on the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I-, I don't know. It's anyway. weird. It's weird when that stuff happens. I- the one I always think of is the X-Files, you know, when Duchovny had his contract problem and left and, and Jillian Anderson stayed. Or maybe it even I, it, it's a little fuzzy. Maybe she, it, maybe giving her the act of staying wasn't really hers. To, maybe she was just still contractually in. Right. But this was weird, you know, because Nathan Fillion is so beloved and so routinely a stand-up guy that I waited as soon as the news broke. 
to see what he would do next. Because if right. it was if it was uncharacteristic or if it was negative, I could see him just sitting out his contract and being you know right. But then, but then the that whole is, but then the whole background thing right. is that they only barely got her for last season. I know, yeah. And, and they for, yeah, they pinned her for one more season though. And that was because they apparently don't get along. Right. Supposedly. Right. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the story right. of uh, it was it was very last minute yeah. that they had her for the last season. Yeah. And the story goes that it's because she right. complains about being yeah. on the show and yeah. some big, you know, right. Who knows? Fireworks who knows? between them. Right. Who knows? But yeah. but yeah. now what's what's even more interesting about it, I think, is that it's, you know, it's at this point, it's kind of a goofy little show. Yeah. It's not right. anything that, you know, is the thing that everyone talks about every week. Right. It's just the thing that's still on. It's sort of bones. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, uh, right. It, it, it should, that show won't die either. And it's way beyond oh, any yeah. kind of usefulness, but that, <laughs> that show won't die either, but it's just, it's just still on. It's just, yeah. it's like the, um, the big networks just have this kind of like comfort theory right. of people tuning in. Mm-hmm. Like they'll go, Oh, bones. I know that show. Right. So I'll right. watch that or whatever. But it, it's also weird because it's such a, you know, it's not the world's biggest show or anything, but now we're kicking off the woman and keeping the man. Right. And now the internet yeah. goes nuts. nuts. And I get it, everyone you, wants to talk about is, that. This is the kind of fool I am. And I know we'll get off this anyway, right off. But so I see the headline, you know, I see the, the click link uh, bait where it's like a oh, huge shakeup at Castle. And the first thing right. that runs through my mind, the first thing is, Joss is getting the Firefly clue back together again. Right. This is awesome. <laughs> right. He has lured Nathan Fillion away with some great script. Uh-huh. And Fillion just is like, yeah, I'm out of this. I got to go through this right. now. And, and I got so excited until I saw that it wasn't him. And, and then I thought, well, maybe this is going to free up his calendar a bit. Maybe it could still happen. Yeah, so, I know knows? Joss is a longtime listener of the show. Yeah. So make this happen. This is your time. Fillion's got a but, big opening it, in his calendar. But the weird, the weird thing is, uh, at least I think, and it goes back to the very beginning of when we were talking about this. The weird, the weird thing is that uh, they really want to. They really do. They want they're that like, thing on. They're like, now, okay, what yeah. are our options? Right. Um, he had to leave town. Yeah. Apparently, right. uh, the. Theory floating around. They'll uh, change the location of the show mm-hmm. to somewhere else, which will make it make sense for him to have gone. Right, and he's alone. Right. And then you know now he's on his own. Now, now he's really a man on. Now alone. it's like yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Right. I love it. I love to see Nathan <laughs> put on the boots. Yeah, and he's uh, you know now he's off on his own doing it. This is one of those well, shows too that this is one of those shows too that what's really weird about the show. Um, because you know, people characters can't change, right? Especially on big network shows. Yeah, it's like House when you watched House, and you know, after you watch that show for like eight seasons or whatever, however long it lasted, yeah. and uh, and the show would start off, and House would go, I think it's this, and everyone on the show would go, You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're like, oh, dude, did you not watch the last seven <laughs> every, seasons? Every episode of every and, day. And yeah. in Castle, what makes it, I think, a little bit interesting, um, if he's going to go off on his own. Mm-hmm. So when the show started, right, Castle was like kind of a doof, right? He right. just was a writer right. and knew everyone and 
you know, it's it's kind of like you know Stephen King. Yeah, decides I want to do something, and everyone there's a fan, right. so they go go ahead sure. do that. Yeah, and uh, and so now he's just being a right. cop or whatever, right? right. And uh, and she was you know very serious, but he never really got over just being kind of a doof, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's going to go beyond his own. Right. And, and Might be like the next. He's going to be gunfight. You know, it could be anything. Yeah, he's going to be like Barney Fife, right? This lawman or that something. Might be fun. I don't know. Anyway, that could be interesting. Okay. Uh, let, well, we'll do the Huntsman. That's the news. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so the Huntsman, which <laughs> I still find an interesting uh, story of Hollywood. Sure. Right. Even like we're talking about the TV industry, I still find it really kind of fascinating. So, um, for those who might not know, I guess, even though people talked about it a lot when right. uh, the first one, Snow White and the Huntsman, came out, right? The, this was really supposed to be the movie. Yeah. The, this this is the movie that was supposed to come out. Um, but when you're in Hollywood and you need money from people, right? Or someone has to, you know, you just. Uh, write a script or you're a few guys together and you have a script and uh, part of the production staff that you want or whatever, and you need a bunch of money. That's just not how it works. Right. Right. Or whoever came up with the idea, however it, however it actually spawned, I don't know. But, but the, the story is that uh, they couldn't get the money unless they made the first one. Unless right. they made one Which with Snow really White, weird, right? You like you have to tell the story. Like this movie, if you just look at this movie by itself, which it would, it still seems like it could be kind of more interesting actually without the first, without having to owe any like allegiance to what happened in the first one, right? Maybe this would be better because you have to mix things around a little bit to whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, if the first movie hadn't existed, this movie would have to do more things with the initial evil queen who comes, they, we'd have to talk about her more instead of just have, just being able to put right. the same person in front of you and go, right. remember her. Got her. Last one, yeah. right? Anyway. Um, but it's, it's such a weird story. So they had to make the first one and they were like, and then we'll see. Right. And you can make the other one. That's so weird. And then at the end of the day, the first one does it exactly break any records or anything and then they make this one anyway i don't know it's it's just a interesting theory of it's a it's a look at a interesting look at what happens in in that world when you're when you're swimming in those waters and what has to happen and now we made this movie and really i don't remember anything about snow white and the huntsman apart from the fact that it was really goofy with magic I remember. Yeah, that, I remember. That, that's really about all I remember. I mean, I remember yeah. kind of the basic plot that we, uh, Kristen Stewart's right. fighting and and the whole and the thing. Yeah, but it wasn't like a memorable movie. There was even I don't even know what I rated it, but I didn't hate it. Um, but I think we were middle, low yeah, middle. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in the middle or whatever. Yeah, but I don't I don't remember wow. a lot about it. I didn't leave it going. Please make a sequel right. or you know whatever. Right. And uh, uh, anyway, this one, so she's just out, even though we do at least kind of see her for a we second. Nod, yeah. <laughs> but, we see a but she's person. not in it. And this one, even though it starts out saying it's the prequel, but it's not exactly a prequel. Right. It's, uh, it's a giant window of time that the first movie is somewhere in the middle of. Right. And so we start way before that movie. 
Then we kind of fast forward and go, remember when that happened? And then it's late. And then now it's after that happened. And then we have the rest of the story. And, and that's how, that's how we get the evil queen in the place that she is and how she can be a part of the rest of this movie, even though we killed her in the first movie. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's at once both like a prequel, a sequel, and in some weird way, like a spinoff. And like it's all yeah, yeah. It's, it's like they want to just say, well, we could do all of it. And so. you know what's a little odd, too? We, so we start this when the Huntsman is a little kid. Right. And that's how we get way back in time, basically. Yeah. Then we have this whole part up to where he, you know, exists as the Huntsman that we know. Right. And we see him for a little bit. And then we're just supposed to understand that he went off and did that other movie. (laughs) Right. But I wonder if that actually makes any kind of sense, because if you watch the first movie again now, right. Is it going to make sense that we don't know anything about this other stuff or it doesn't really have any, there's no relation in the first movie Mm -hmm. to this movie. He's not like talking about his wife or uh, mentioning Freya. By the way, there's this other evil queen I knew before. And, uh, you know, so that I'm a little gun shy about falling in love. I I know for a fact that it kind of sucks. Right. That would that sort of thing might stick with it. Right. Or because I have this whole weird pledge that I broke about being in love. (laughs) That was that was my entire existence. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's that's a little weird too that you throw that in. Anyway, um, so but this one is uh, Emily Blunt is the Snow Queen, and yep. it's you know now she's the evil person that we have to battle, and we have the whole story of right. how it's her sister and yada yada yada. Right. Anyway, uh, so before we talk too much about the movie, uh, I I am again pretty much give me get the thing ready all right no i i am pretty much exactly like at a five um because you know i actually liked a lot of what happened Mm -hmm. it's just that almost everything that happened throughout the movie i just was thinking i wish that had been done better or i wish we went a different way with that or but and, and i and i have a lot of problems with the movie and a lot of things that I think are weird but and there was one part where it started to really kind of get boring like I just Just one I just wanted I just wanted it to keep going yeah no like it was there was was more than one my friend there there was one big stretch of time in it where this is weird I wonder if this is the part of the film I thought was best though it was almost like they're making the movie and we have to have some action and we have to have some talking Right. We and they were like, more. Right. what if we just put all the talking in this one, <laughs> in yeah. this one little part? And, and, and they kept going off on these. It was, it was oddly was like it, a video game, right? After they reunited and they were finally like all together. It was pretty and, much and... right after the goblins. Okay. And, okay. and to a certain yeah. extent, including the goblins, and, actually. Right. Yeah. But it was, it was really oddly like this movie is a video game. And it kept doing the side quests at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, there's right. the one quest that you do. Right. And you're always going to be there. It, right? it, it was like, uh, you know, we have this other side quest to do. Right. Go do this. And you're like, well, this has nothing to do with getting to right. this place where we're going or whatever. Yeah. It's just um, the huntsman needs to level up a few times before he can move on yeah. to the next thing. I don't know. It was right. weird. 
anyway, but um, but I did still like a lot of the parts that I liked. Yeah. And I think one of the things that made me give this maybe even a, another star than I might have is that I actually really like the story that this is based on. Even yeah. though this is not based on a story, right. <laughs> and it's an original, it's the it's but it's proposing it, it, it's a it's an original story, but yeah. it's like a fairy tale, like yeah. whatever from Snow White, and but yeah. somewhere that does not exist, mm-hmm. there's like the original story that's a fairy tale in right. your kid's book upstairs that right. that they then made this movie out of, and yeah. I like that story. There's yeah. something in this story that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, this is not the movie that knows how to tell that story too well. Right, and uh, it maybe uh, fudged on a little bit of how the story ends because they yeah. thought it looked cooler right. or something. Yeah. But somewhere in there, there is a pretty cool story. I thought, and um, I have kind of the cheat part of my rating in that uh, you know my kid thought it was great. Yeah, and uh, yeah. That's true. It it was like you know pretty entertaining most of the time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I would like different, and and I think one of the things too that helped me, I guess, not rate it too badly because I think about halfway through this movie, I was kind of thinking maybe two. I was just like, what is right? What is this nonsense I'm right. watching? And then it was, but then it was kind of entertaining. But one of the, one of the other things that I have to throw into my rating is that I don't think this movie thought I was stupid. I, I just think it wasn't good. I, I don't think it was doing stuff going, ah, I, I, you're I dumb and you'll watch no, this. And, you know, and, you know, so at the end of the day that, you know, I'm like defending it like I rated it a 10 or something. No, but, no in a but, weird way, um, your, your rating actually, I think strangely enough, not just because it's the Huntsman. I think sometimes, I just got done talking about this a little while ago, I think a rating of a four to a six actually facilitates more, not defense, but more discussion than something almost more than a ten would That's like nine or ten. You know, I think if you were in the middle about something, then there's a reason you weren't pushed one way or the other, and I think there's more to talk about there. Right. Sometimes. I mean, it's subjective, but yeah, I, I was I was pretty disappointed um, with your review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I thought I, I, lower. I rate your rating. Uh, <laughs> I thought you would be. I thought you'd be a lot lower. I'm at three, and I think three is because I was like you about halfway through. I'm just like this is as good as it's going to. We get. can just go. And and I, I this is no this isn't going to be any different than the first movie. Right. And and I just remember. It's it's weird to have so many good feelings about something that was just sort of like lifeless. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like you know there are all these metaphors to do. Like if you're in a kitchen and you're smelling all this great food, and then someone brings out just undercooked chicken and it's pink and it, you know it's just like I can't eat that. Like right. it smells good. What'd you do? Right. You know, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Emily Blunt, even Jessica Chastain, who everyone seems to think is you know amazing and i don't think she's horrible but i've yet to really see her in something that convinced me she was I, I as good as the press she, she i think she stood out in this movie to me as as being odd in her presence yeah she seemed like uh someone else was cast in this role right and at the last like at the last yeah. second got sick 
right. they called her and go, we do me a really big favor and be right. in this movie. Because some... she didn't seem like she wanted to be there. She didn't seem like she's she not, was. Man, she's not bad in it. She, she's, she's, just, not, I don't see she's not in bad. She's, yeah. just sort, she's just there. Right. She's just kind so, of. Charlize Theron, once again, is, you know, she's got such range. And sometimes it's hard to see her in this Eddie Redmayne, super vampy, chewing the scenery kind of thing where everything is eyes wide open, mouth is five times bigger than it needs, right. voice is 10 octaves higher than it. You know, just like, but I get it. This role is actually that that person probably. So that's okay too. And I, I, I actually really just like watching Chris Hemsworth and stuff. You know, I think he's really sure. easy to get behind. And in some ways he's really just, you know, Thor without a hammer, you know, right. at times, but, but it's, you know, you're right. Like there's, there's a story here to really, really enjoy. But for me, strangely, I really enjoyed it. It was like three years ago. This is, this is frozen run through a filter of take all the stuff out that's trademarked for happiness. Right. And try to run that film anyway. You know, and it's not just because Emily Blunt is an ice queen and there's super ice powers and she's... Well, like, it, the movie starts out really horribly in that yes. respect. But the beginning right. of the movie is almost like you're just reading Frozen. Right. Somehow. The story. Legitimately. And they, like, and they talk about how mm-hmm. she goes to this place and builds this castle of Right. Ice and becomes the Snow Queen, yeah, yeah. and you're like, can they say that? I said, right. like, no, I'm like, how like, do you do they're, that? They're getting dangerously right. close to saying things that somebody must right. send them a sister, cease and desist or right. something. Her, right. her sister's distant, and there is a problem. You know, I mean, these this is like just frozen. And then what you do is somebody in a room is like, well, Disney had a lot of great stuff with this, so let's also sprinkle in some. Lord of the Rings, right. you know, where there's conveniently two dwarves and then, hey, we got two female dwarves to go with. Well, what a match. Right. You know, I just, it felt, it felt at times, though, though I'm going to go against this for a second because the three stars. It, it's too feel, high. I still You're talking like yourself an, right out of I know, three I stars. I feel like sometimes it's too high and then sometimes I feel like it's too low because there's a moment when the movie worked for me and, and that moment was about 30 minutes long, but this film is you know, two hours and three minutes or two, five, it's way long, much longer than it needs to be. And it's, and it's like the first, you know, it's like the first movie where the pace, I remember that very much, you know, the pace was just so slow. I would think if you take Kristen Stewart out, who notoriously has this reputation for being bland and dull, and I don't always agree with it. I've, I've seen her do some good work, but your movie should you know, it should amp up if you put Emily Blunt, Jessica Chastain, you know, you bring Charlize back, you have Chris, all these right. things. And it was just DOA for me for a long time. All this stuff seemed derivative or repetitive or uninteresting when it was original. Right. Or just like a bad idea. But the stuff that they really got right, that they focused on when I was mostly engaged in, I thought was actually like all cylinders moving in the right direction. I was ready to have fun that movie. But they just didn't seem interested in making. But they that movie. they didn't really do it, and you know, and those scenes are kind of like inter, you know, they're developmental stuff, like halfway through, like when they, you know, when there's the big uh, betrayal and they're going to leave the queen's palace, right. and then she's like, "Well, you want to leave? Try right. to leave. If you can leave, you can leave." You know, right. and I love that stuff. And that that was that amazing. Was, that was really good, and um. You know, I thought what was really good, too, is that later we have the thing of uh, you, little did you know that it was right. a magic screen. I loved that. That was I great. I was sold on that because this is where I'm with you 100 percent. 
that story is There's great. a story that is somewhere awesome. behind this movie that's I good. I didn't wholly believe their reconciliation over it. He kind of, <laughs> I guess that was a magic ice wall. And she's right. just like, hmm, maybe. Right. Like, I didn't, there needed to be a better scene there and sacrifice all the other crappy scenes around it. Make that understandable and make that believable. Make them kind of reconcile somehow other than like, I guess, let's right. go. And you know, cause leading, that's a great moment. That, leading that up to the leading up to that, there's the scene in the bar, right? Uh, or the the, the tavern. tavern, right? There's always a tavern. There's scene. there's always a tavern scene like that. And mm-hmm. the only problem that I had with the tavern scene, um, I, I actually liked the way that scene went down, even to the uh, cheesiness of the saving him like right at the last know, minute. Right. That could have not been as cheesy or right. whatever. Right. But still, the whole the whole thing was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. then uh, she shows up again. The only thing that I didn't like, I didn't like anything that overly highlighted the dwarves. Right. Because I feel like, right. I feel like they didn't know what to do with dwarves. They yeah. just wanted to have them. They wanted them for comedy and, and comic relief. Right. And, and there are a couple moments where they are, but actually the female dwarves are way more funny. Right. They're, than they're way, they're way better than the, yeah. the useless guys that do yeah but then it's like it, it, there was something weird about it too that it, we j- only had dwarves yeah for, yeah at one point i was I like maybe we need like another party member right. here or something yeah. or you know have like right. a, have like a little dog riding a dog waving his yeah. stick or right. whatever something i don't know it just it seemed like uh it seemed like such a weird thing that they were like i, I don't i only know dwarves right so Throw do- more dwarves right. at they it. They're like, that. two dwarves seems good. Two more dwarves <laughs> must be better, right? Twice as good, right. Right. And they just kept doing that. But anyway, the uh, the tavern scene was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole part of the story was cool where we suddenly find out that it's like the magic mirror. Right. And I actually felt both ways, right? Yeah. I I thought both. It was a little quick to fix. Yeah. Like that she suddenly got over it. Right. But I was on the other side of that coin too, right? At at different times of the scene, because I thought, you know, that she's a crazy magic witch mm-hmm. who really can do anything, right? Which, to a certain extent, is another problem I have with both of the movies. Like, right. I don't mind a movie having a bunch of magic. I don't like people having magic powers that are whatever I need to have right now. Right? You it's know, I, the ghost I can do anything right. as long as that's what I want to do for the story. Right. And all of a sudden they will just go, um, well, now she has this magic power and right. now she has this magic power. Right. And, it, and none of it is, none of it is given any story. And I, I don't even like it when you overly explain the magic because right. you should just run with your magic if that's what it is. Yeah. But if it's everything magic, right. then it's a little weird. Then you, it's like, you know, you're watching that there's a new X-Man and yeah. he just has whatever power right. will work at the moment right. or, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Anyway, but it, it was a little weird that that happened. But, um, at, you know, at the same time, I was kind of thinking, well, dude, you grew up with the crazy magic witch. Right. How hard is it to really think? Right. <laughs> maybe I've just been lied to this whole time yeah. or whatever. Right. And so that was, you know, there needed to be a better story i think both ways you know. of of getting to that part right. but then still that was cool and then um 
you know, she shoots him with the arrow. That wasn't too bad. I it actually was, like that scene, even though it's terribly cliche. It, it, because he it is, sells it. It is perfectly. totally. You know, right. They're like, he was, she was trying to kill you. He's, she never misses. Right. Like, that's right. And it's, you see that an hour and a half ago, too, when they set that up as, you know, when they're younger and then they're a little bit older and she's like, I don't miss. And, and you know, the, the, I still thought that was the thing that I uh, don't love about that, although I, I liked the way that that worked out. Right. Yeah. I, I like that scene. I like the fact that, uh, you know, she kills him and right. blah, blah, blah. And we have a magic way of getting around, killing him or whatever. Right. I would have liked that a lot more. Like you said, we went back and she never misses. Mm-hmm. Would have really liked that a lot more if we didn't have to say she never misses like 10 times throughout the there. movie right. before we get there. Show me one. You don't even have done. to ever say it. Right. Right. Just, yeah, she shoots. We're just well, watching her right. never miss. As a That's kid, good she, enough. She's bullseyeing left and right. And right. she's got this look on her face that isn't contentious, and they, but like, and I they, can always hit that. And they get know? a little older right. and she shoots again yeah. and. Right. You know, whatever. We just can see it. And right. then you get to the end. Right. And he goes, she never misses. Right. That could be the That's only the time you right. say that. Right? right. And he's he's gleeful. And everyone's like, what are you so happy about? Right. Like, right. But no, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're where, uh, yeah, we fear that maybe you weren't paying attention. See, so we have part, to, we have to show you the flashback, I not agree. just say it all the time. Right? I agree. I don't think the movie, cause you have, you know, we've, we've brought this up. You bring it up, you know, as a guide a little bit more than I do, you know, that the movie necessarily thinks you're stupid. You know, I right. actually, I kind of agree with that. Uh, I, I wish that you're saying now and like their reconciliation of that story uh, of that idea that the, the ice wall is like a curse or a spell. It almost feels like the film just wants me to fill in all the dots from every other film that I've seen before, instead of another movie, which is geared towards like a real PG audience where this might be the first film that they're seeing. Right. You know, sure. There's, there's that weird feeling where I'm like, I can't tell if you're just lazy or you just expect more from me. And I'm okay to do some of it, but don't make me feel like I'm lazy, right. you know, to do it. But And and there's a lot of that goes on in, in that part. Like, I still feel that that story exists, right? That, that story is really there's, fun. There's that good story yeah. in there somewhere. I agree. And knowing the history of the movie, right. as we do, right. a lot of this movie feels like something where some people said, I'll give you a bunch of money. <laughs> To make your movie, right. but I'm going to tell you all these ways that you're going to change it. Right. And uh, one of the parts of it that, you know, I hate to kind of throw people under the bus for no reason, but it's directed by a guy who hasn't directed anything else. Right. right. And uh, his name is Cedric Nicholas Troyan, yep. I guess. Um, and he, as far as I can tell on IMDb anyway, he's directed like one short film. He's attached to direct something else. But if you have a movie that feels like the purse strings are making a lot of the decisions, yeah, and then you find out you have a director who's never directed anything before, then it makes you uncomfortable, right? That's right. why you have a director who's never directed anything before because you can tell him what if to do you him. if you give it to Steven Spielberg, you'll let him do what he wants, right? right. But if you don't think that the story going to be good enough or whatever is going to sell enough plastic action figures or actually right. get people in, then you get somebody who hasn't directed anything before yeah. and then you can tell them what to do. 
Oh, right. He's okay. You're right. I'm looking at the IMDb thing just to satisfy any curiosity I had. And I'm like, I still have heard this guy's name from something, but it's because he's to do the new Highlander right. uh, film right. coming out in a few years. So that's where it is. But yeah, the, I mean, which you're exactly right. That's which why is you going, put this guy which in. is going to be really in the same boat again, because yeah. you reboot something from like 25 years ago or whatever it is, uh, Forever ago. Forever ago. Um, you reboot something like that, and you want to be in charge of it. Yeah. And you, you don't want to. You don't want to give it to a director who's like in the middle. Yeah. Who right. who, who might go no right yeah uh, if Spielberg would take it you'd give it to him right yeah because you'd make enough money yeah. and it wouldn't matter sure. right but you don't want to give it to somebody who's kind of like in the middle where they are yeah going to cause be, any conflict, right? It would be interesting in some ways, though I'm not the guy to do it. You're not going to get me to watch this film again, nor, you know, the first one. Again, I can't imagine anyway, but it would be interesting to now have seen this, if I could, watch the other one again, because I feel like there's a bunch of, I feel like my subconscious screaming at three, you know, is telling me, like, there's all these weird things in the story that don't make sense. Like, it's almost like, they forgot the first story or they just kept more. They forgot a bunch of stuff in the first. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just weird, but it's almost like what you, you know, we were saying in the beginning, like when he sees Kristen Stewart and he's getting all mushy and he he should have realized like, Hey, I got this big event in my backstory. Right. Like I feel like there's a lot of weird overlapping things, but there's a feeling to this film um, because it at times feels like it's playing it so safe. It doesn't take a chance in anything. And it almost always, uh, that almost always bores me anyway. The safe stuff, I, I don't want to see that stuff anymore. But it almost often felt to me like it was almost continually derivative or just not creative to fill in the gaps of stuff. Like like you were right. saying, like, we just need dwarves. Right. And and Freya, she comes in at one point when there's a, when there's a, you know, air quote betrayal of things. And she's riding like this great, like, mutant wolf Arctic beast. And I'm like, okay. And we see like the, the goblins and stuff. There's all kinds Except of other that stuff. that just makes you think of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. All because did, that's the exact I'm same thinking, theme. I'm thinking Lion, the Witch, thing. and the Wardrobe. Right. I'm thinking the Golden Compass. I'm thinking all, where did all these story ideas come from originally? Like they're all from other things. But, you know, there's a whole world there. Um, kind of like my thought was, you know, when you were describing like how powerful she is and there's no rules. She just needs whatever she has. It looked like at one point she could have just frozen the world. Right. And not fainted, like not had to sit right. down for a second. Right. Because she's so powerful. Like the, it would have been very easy for her to just get all the children right. in the world to just walk forward a few feet and then everything starts freezing. And how do we keep you from freezing our lands? Well, give me your kids. No, freeze anyway. I'll take your, you know, it, it, it also is a bit misleading, at least from like the trailer that I remember. It seemed like there was going to be like a big sister on sister battle. You know, it seemed like right. the only thing that was happening there was one sister uh, very stereotypically lied to or deceived the other. And that's why she was perceived as mean all this time. And now she finds out that the lie was the lie and she turns on her. Like, there was none of that, really. Right. There was a little, but and, it was like two seconds. And the kind of weird thing is that wherever the story really is good, right? Um, you have to do a lot of it and the movie kind of ignores a lot of it because one of the cool things about this story that doesn't exist that, you know, probably (laughs) someone should write 
is the kind of parallel between um, Jessica Chastain's character and her life post lie right. and Freya's character right. and both of them having to deal with the fact that it's a lie and both, both of them kind of accepting that it's a lie and right. going, oh, yeah, look, it was all a lie. And yet it's not like you can just flip a switch and go, now I feel differently. Right. Then all of this time that I've had being this right. person who believes this thing. And, you know, man, if they would have, like, delved into that a little bit that awesome and shown some more of, of the, you know, just like the mental stuff going on. Right that they don't really give you. They just have Emily Blunt kind of have a smile on her face. Yeah. She glosses in the last few minutes. And that's so close to the end. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a, it's just a bunch of missed opportunities for me. And also just kind of like a bland movie. Like every once in a while, talented people put out Jack, the giant slayer, right. You know, a film that is, I I did, I did like Emily Blunt. I will say that I, I liked Emily Blunt in it too. Um, I liked Chris Hemsworth an awful lot. And there were scenes where I liked Jessica Chastain uh, when she was with Chris Hemsworth. There were other scenes that it seemed like, oh, that was the first day of shooting. Right. Like, cause she just doesn't seem like she's comfortable in the character at all. Man, if these movies were a success. We'd have her film next. It would be the Huntswoman. Right. And she'd be doing what she was doing when they were separated by the ice wall. But it just... It just feels like so many films that are all like paint by the number, like, well, we've got this type, we've got these things, fill it with famous people, pay them, and hopefully we cash in. It just seems like there's so much wiggle room, like I think what you were saying earlier, so much wiggle room in the margins to compress what is already known and then have fun with a lot of creative stuff. Because when they start being interesting and creative with the things that came out of nowhere, again, like I'm just going to hype on that magic ice wall. If you did three more things every 20 minutes that were as interesting as that scene, right. I'm hooked. I'm right. on this film with a seven or an eight. Easy. And and yet this, but it's not there. This one pays attention to a lot of weird stuff, convinced itself that it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of has to do it. And one of the big examples, like if anyone else had the reins on this movie, and, you know, if you got, if you got somebody really good mm-hmm. and you had everything that you filmed and then said, now edit together a movie, yeah. right, the, the best movie, right. the first thing that would be like on the cutting room floor would be the monkey goblins, right? right? right. Because somehow someone decided that having a bit of adventure and a fight right. and having her think that he's dead for a minute right. is all worth like the goofiest that, scene yeah. that goes on forever and all just so that she can think that he's dead. I mean, dude, you could film another something that's, you know, a minute and a half long and she right. can think he's dead. You know, I mean, yeah. let him fall into the, you know, quicksand at the fire swamp or something. Right. But yeah. It was, it, you get to the end and you go, Oh man, it was just for that. Yeah. yeah. It was all just so that she yeah. could do that. And it was such a goofy scene in so many ways. And we've got the weird goblin uh, monkey guys, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And and they're ridiculous. And, and then we have to fight them for a long time and, uh, and they catch fire and whatever. And it was so weird that it, they walk into this place and they, and they have to get the mirror from there right. uh, for no real reason, right. except That's that, it. except that we want it to be lost right. and we want to have the scene. Yeah. But 
they like they turn a corner and they're going to get the mirror and then at some point they have the mirror and they're coming back out and it's like it's a completely different movie right that they walked into another film and it was an animated one right <laughs> and it was it was so weird anyway uh <laughs> Still, and for me, you know, it's weird. Uh, I had more fun with it. For me, the frustrations of what I kept seeing like that, I, I never found enough to get past it and, and forgive it, to look at it and be like, that stuff sucks, but it's still kind of like this thing. I'm like, it's like this thing because that stuff sucks. Right, right. It's just we're half empty, half full kind of right. you know, looking it's, at it. And, and, you know, and I, that's a bummer. Uh, it's a movie that uh, even if I – rate it five which is not high right i no, mean it's, it's you, you know average, really that you know? means you're average Absolutely. that's not good right not good. but uh, i still uh, there are a lot of movies i would rate five that i would recommend to people before this movie right so this right. it's got that you know add that to the review however you yeah. want that to fit in but you know if you're of the right age you're gonna have a lot of fun with it i think yeah if for uh you know Younger audiences hey, that and, aren't like too young, right. but do not have uh, 50 other movies that are right. the exact same movie in their back pocket. Yeah. They're going to have a lot of fun with it. I saw, so. you know, I know you, I mean, we went, we went to the same film, you know, and it's not just because uh, your kid came with us. I, it was interesting. I pay attention to the audience. You know, both in the film, if they're annoying, but like who's in and the I forest. refuse to. I know you're 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 much better at that than <laughs> screw than I the would. audience. Those kids in front of us who had their phone almost got a strict old man talking to. But I noticed them and others behind us when we were leaving. There were a lot of dudes there, like just a lot of right. guys, like teen kids. And and I didn't I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought Chris Helmsworth would bring in all the the girls. Right, because I don't think Jessica Chastain is bringing in all the all the boys, and Emily Blunt was. I mean, it was just, it's not like just that alone. But I was surprised to see there were couples, and then there were a lot of uh, just teen kids, right. teen boys. And, and I would, and surprising. I would think that, that they would surprising. like it, right? Pretty, pretty much. They must have seen if they were like us, certainly like me as a teen boy, I had seen everything in the theater anyway. So right. I was going to see whatever the new movie was that week, but I would and, think they would be at Cloverfield or something. And, else. and if I, if I was like between 15 and 18, right. I would have probably liked this pretty well. Sure, you know, I mean, this, this would have been uh, not that bad. So yeah. anyway, take that for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. Let's okay. The jungle book so before jungle book. we totally run out of time. Yeah. And uh, this will be interesting because you haven't seen, I didn't it, see it. So you can, you, uh, you can chime it. in whenever you want to. Oh yeah. Uh, the Jungle Book, um, I give, I, I think, a pretty solid seven. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this before, that oddly enough, for whatever reason, there just are movies that are just exactly seven. You right. know, there are... Um, it's all it's going to get. It's all it could be. There are not a lot of numbers right. that that's exactly the, the case. And really, for me, it's like five, seven, and ten. There are movies that I see that I go, that is so five, it's not even funny, <laughs> yeah. right? But any True. any other number where you're in the middle there, you're like, eh, six Seven. or three yeah. and a half right. or I don't know, whatever. You know, you have to like kind of struggle with it. This movie for me was like exactly seven. Right. And uh, I, I liked a lot of it, but I didn't like a lot of it. Um, but it was uh, kind of a crazy fun time and you've got to love uh, John Favreau's directing of it. Yeah. 
But there were still a lot of things about this movie that I thought were very weird. And there are a lot of nitpicky problems with this movie that uh, especially my my almost 15-year-old son has with the movie. He was unloading. When it – yeah, he was all about anything that happens with the fighting. Yeah. And I couldn't argue too hard against him either because I was like, you know, look, it's a talking bear movie and it's a jungle book. Right. But you start trying to sell me on the way stuff's happening in your own movie, yeah. then I kind of have to hold you to it, right? right? Yeah. I can't just go, well, it's an animated movie and what whatever. A, what a great almost 15-year-old perspective to have, too. Because I remember being like that. I'd be like, that would never happen. Everything's head rate off. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. It was always fights. You know, it was like, that's the believable stamp or not. Right, that's exactly. And, and it was funny because, right uh, yeah, there's uh, – and there was one that I really had to give him. So, uh, you know, yeah. I'll say at when you get towards the end of the movie, because I don't think we're spoiling anything right. in what happens in the Juggle Book. Um, at one <laughs> yeah. point, Baloo is uh, fighting with Shere Khan, which does not have to happen. See, you know, the, mm-hmm. one of the things, too, for me is uh, you didn't need to do it at all. Right. There, there's no reason that that had to happen at all. So if you're going to make it happen, right. it better be it, for some kind of reason. Right. right. Yeah. And uh in this world that we're that they're selling us forever, Shere Khan is a totally normal tiger, which is oh, yeah, badass right, yeah. enough. He's a tiger, and Blue is more or less this bear. Right. And uh, and Blue would have just snapped his neck in like a second. Right. Half. If they'd ever fought. The way this movie works out, right? The way that it sells you this world. As soon as uh, Blue finds out that there's a problem with Shere Khan, right. instead of yeah. going. Shere Khan. Oh, well, I didn't know it was Shere Khan. Yeah, he should like, just go, oh, well, let me just go take care this. of him. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> right. Keep, get the honey warm. I'll right. be right back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing that for me was really weird about this movie is that King Louie oh, is yeah. like King Kong size. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling he's, me. He's gigantic. I want right? to see it just to see this. To he's, see, like... he's massively huge, right? <laughs> yeah. And then there's something weird going on with the story that he wants fire so that he can be in charge because he'll have the fire like man. And right. then, but he could take over the men. Right. He's gigantic, right? Right. What is yeah. he scared of that know. he needs the fire <laughs> to take over the other people in the juggle? Yeah. And once again, nothing that has ever right. happened before that, requires him to be a giant orangutan right right and uh, he was made up for the animated movie right and he's not big in somebody, the animated somebody movie was a, somebody's right? a big fan of king louis so yeah uh john favreau I right guess. he must have can like, we make him just, bigger yeah can <laughs> do that? Was like, there was like three months <laughs> of and so the movie's all cgi right right so it's just uh, – it's like a Pixar film. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's basically exactly the same as a Pixar film because you're just not making it look like animation. But right. it's all computer-generated stuff, right? And so it takes a long time to make this happen and everything. And every day, John Favreau would poke his head around the corner and go, can you make him a little bigger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs to be able to toothpick that tree, right. you know? And his being biggerness, which is uh, odd – turn of phrase i guess right is all dependent on the way we get rid of him which i think is uh yeah. i feel like it's kind of just cheating yeah. right 
because there's uh, at the end we get rid of him and he's not a problem anymore. Right. But we can only get rid of him in the way that we get rid of him because he's huge and oh. can uh, take down a whole temple and make right. it crash on top of himself. There, I found a way to spoil something for you. There you go. Anyway, um, but the little kid is great. Um, it looks just amazing. It does. Look it, good. It's uh, it's fantastic looking, mm-hmm. and the the weird thing I think about it in some way is that there's only so wrong you can probably go. Right. Um, leading up to this, uh, going to see this, my uh, littler kids were watching everything on Netflix that's Jungle Book, right. and you'd be surprised how many things there are. I, I There's all would. kinds of like made for TV <laughs> versions and oh, uh, wow. there's like, I, I mean, if you look hard enough, right. Yeah. Which, which they did, Search you'll, you'll find like a bunch of different versions of this. And really even among the dumbest ones, you can only go so far off, right? It, <laughs> it's a pretty good story. This is what happens. We all know what's happening. Yeah. But this one does look really cool. And it has kind of uh, a few parts where it goes a little darker, I guess, kind of. And it it could be a little scary. Yeah. I think the movie even really makes a point on the TV spots of saying, you know, things that don't think, don't bring all your kids straight from the Disney version to this movie because some of them are not going to have a good time with that because there are some parts where it's a little creepy. But uh, all all the voice acting is really good, and it is it is a big giant pile of fun. It's right. really cool, and uh, Bill Murray is awesome as Blue. Right. That, that whole part, man. You watch the first part of it, and then suddenly you get to the Blue part of it, and you're like, ah, oh, I wish I just was watching him the whole time because he, cool. he's great. Yeah. And but there's a lot of things that are just a little like screwy with it and uh and just weird for reasons that i can't understand although the second one's already you know coming this this movie this movie was released for like six hours before they announced that they were making the second one right um but it it's a lot of fun it's just it's very weird but anybody who's even a little younger is uh is going to really do you guys have a good time do you see it in 3d was it in 3d here um, I think it might have been, but we didn't, didn't. We yeah. didn't see it. I wondered. I meant to ask you that last night. It would probably be really cool. Really, uh, three, it, it, would, and, it would probably be a magic. movie. Uh, I have to guess. Yeah. That it, you, you might you might want to spend the yeah, extra cool. three bucks or whatever it yeah. is to go see it in that because that would be cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're probably uh, pretty good on we're a week on, on our day here. Yeah, we're a week away. From Civil War, we still got to go through one more week. I don't know. Yeah, we actually, uh, oddly enough, don't exactly have to go through one more week because we won't be here next week. Uh, I won't be here next week. Well, I'll be going to see something without you then, whether it's Keanu or Green Room. I'm not. I'll I'll hold Mother's Day for you. That yeah, sure. How about then, that? Uh, when we come back, you're a big Julia. Roberts when we come fan. back, you can do the one movie uh, that only you <laughs> right, saw, whatever I saw, and and yeah. then we can do. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we're taking a break for next week. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, we'll uh, let you go. We've been uh, babbling long enough, so uh, we'll just uh, leave it on. Yeah. Can't really recommend the Huntsman. Not really. <laughs> And, but you know that it's another one of those movies which we frequently get where um, if if you think you'll like it, 
Yeah, if you saw the trailer, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, you won't. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, if yeah. if you uh, watch the trailer and saw the first one and are interested to go see the second yeah. one, you're probably okay. going to have a pretty good time. Yeah. Right. If you're trying to be convinced to go see it, I'm not doing that's that. <laughs> then go to another podcast. You don't want to see. Yeah. It. No. Right. If there's any question about whether or not you want to see it, you <laughs> right, don't. Right, right, right. So, all right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, please, please remember to share, uh, review us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.